Good morning and welcome to Keep Idaho Red Radio. And uh, we are just grateful to have you. The weather's starting to finally get better, Tom. I'm yes, Tom it is. Luna. I'm Victor Miller. And uh, we're very pleased to have uh, with us as our first guest, uh, Lucy Willits, who is the uh, sole Republican on the Boise City Council. Good morning to you, Councilwoman. Thank you for this opportunity. And before I forget, I want to wish you both and your listeners a happy Easter and a opportunity to think about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and uh, the opportunity we have to be resurrected. Amen. 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 Love that. Uh, so, Councilwoman uh, Willits, let's first talk about the budget. So, tell, tell us people right now, <clears throat> the budget is not completed, but what is happening with the budget process? And what do you feel in your mind, what is your most important budget um, priority this year for the city of Boise? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, we're all busy living our lives and, and uh, raising our families. And sometimes it's hard to keep track of all these things that are happening on all levels of government. But now is the time to think about, if you live in the city of Boise, what's important to you and what you want your precious tax dollars to go towards. And because this is when the budget is being developed. We are, we are getting presentations from different agency heads. They're talking about their needs. They're talking about the things that they're working on that then the mayor will take and, and craft a budget that will go in front of city council. Then there will be a public hearing. And uh, I can tell you last year, there was no, no one showed up at that public hearing. And so we need folks, I mean, there were lots of emails, but we need folks to engage about what's important because oftentimes the things that are talked about as priorities don't always have the underpinning under them to support those priorities. And and I know one of the biggest priorities you have uh, focused on, and you focused on it last year, very vocal about it, was public safety. And last yeah. year, maybe you can tell people what you were surprised by in the budget last year and what you think needs to be done with that part of the budget this year. Yeah, if I, if I told someone on, you know, my neighbor or someone that I met that, you know, Boise was investing in public safety, you would assume that that would mean more police officers, more first responders, more firefighters, but the budget didn't include any of those. Not one new police officer, not one new firefighter, and uh, we're a growing area. So even if you live in our neighboring communities, people are coming into Boise. So we need to invest in people. Uh, we just had a presentation a couple of weeks ago by the fire chief and the police chief, and the numbers were staggering about what we need in police. We need 129 new police officers. So I wanna let that sit for a minute. 129 new police officers. And we didn't get, we got zero last year. So what the police chief explained to us, and I think this is good for us all to understand, is that about 300,000 people is the tipping point, whether you can help manage crime, stop it on the forefront, or whether you turn into you know, one of the cities that we don't want to live in anymore. Um, so we've got to invest in this. We need huge numbers, and the, the question is, is you know, will Boysians ask for that? Because your voice matters in this. And so I would I would ask you to think about what you want your taxpayers' dollars spent on and then let city council know, let the mayor know, because now is the time. Because once that budget is presented, it's, a, it's on a fast track. So we need to have people talk about it on the front end. Was there any indication, as you heard from the fire protection side, was there any ideas of, is the city 
right-sized in terms of its force for the fire department? Well, the, the fire department asked for 100, 102. So it's, you know, it's similar. It's more than 200 people on both fronts. So. Okay. And those are new people. Mm-hmm. They're new people. Where the city and has not been keeping pace. City has not been keeping pace. And then to add, we haven't been able to recruit. You know, uh, there so many other cities are paying more than Boise, but even more, there's a, there's a culture issue. They'd rather work in another city where they feel more supported. I mean, they'll go to the county. They'll go to Meridian. And so we, we've, we've got to get this, this right-sided. We have, you know, a couple months ago I wrote an op-ed about resetting our relationships with the police and, and really focusing on that because fundamentally that's one of our, that is our top priority. We want people to live in a safe city and to feel like when they call 911 that they're going to get, they're going to get help. And we haven't been able to recruit. We've, we've had a huge deficit in people that are applying and uh, we, we've got to reset this. We're speaking with um, City of Boise Councilwoman uh, Lucy Willits. Um, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, one thing that's kind of emblematic of the spending issue? You had you voted down a, uh, a certain trip that was being planned. Can you talk to people about what was happening there and um, how that's emblematic of uh, just kind of wasteful spending in your mind? Yeah, so one of the things we do at City Council is we have we get a list of um, you know out of state trouble um, and the and the num you know what it's going to cost and I spied in the in the consent agenda and I'm very diligent about looking at those things a fifty five hundred dollar trip to Denmark and I just didn't think that that was the right way to spend taxpayer uh, taxpayer dollars I mean we've got you know the the economy is is you know, on the on the edge, we've got people getting laid off from Micron and St. Luke's, and I just don't think it sends the right message to send somebody to Denmark for a conference. Um, and in fact, I think it's quite disconnected to the day-to-day battles that people are facing with, you know, triple-digit inflation, higher property taxes. We've got to be mindful of that in the city. And, you know, I've talked about this before. My dad was a small business owner. I saw where the money came from. I saw, you know, that we got paid last. And I, I can't ask someone to sacrifice and then have us not be mindful of that at the city. No matter how valuable that conference was, it's just not the right way to spend taxpayer dollars. Well, folks, we're visiting with Lucy Willits um, on Keep Idaho Red Radio. And Lucy's a member of the Boise City Council and um, in her first term. Um, and uh, Lucy, you just bring a refreshing uh, approach and a set of eyes to the governance of the city of Boise that hasn't been there in a long time, and we're just always excited to visit with you. Wanted to visit with you about a, a couple other things that uh, that are uh, going on with the Boise, Boise City Council. One of those that will affect, um, you know, just kind of the growth uh, and where the city of Boise uh, growth happens is with some of these zoning codes that are being considered. And uh, I know you've spoken about those. It's a little wonkish for people, but zoning codes have a big impact on where we see growth in in uh, different parts of the of, of the valley and definitely in the city of Boise. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's super wonky. I mean, and the, the document's 600 pages long. Uh, it's it's a massive rewrite, um, and it hasn't been rewritten to this extent for 60 years. So, you know, people were watching black and white television the last time the city did this, and everything has changed. Fundamentally, this is about what you can build on your property, so it's a private property rights issue, and what your neighbor can build. 
and what and so we need to you know listen to folks we need to make sure that we get this we get this right now there's been an extensive process on this it's been worked on for three years but then when you get that massive that massive document you're like whoa how do I even parse through this so I'll tell you a couple things that I'm looking at knowing that this will go through planning and zoning before I'll ever get eyes on, on it. So if you have issues on this, please go to planning and zoning. Let them know what you want because they're going to get the first crack at this before it comes to city council. You know, I'm a, I'm a market-based capitalist, proud to be so. And one of the things that I'm worried about is when government places artificial um, fences around the market that don't lead to innovation. So what we have right now is we know that there's going to need to be more density and, you know, where that density should be. But what I don't like is the city saying you have to build this much or we're not going to approve you. Because what that means is the market's going to say we can't build that much. We can't afford to build that much. So we're going to go to another part of the, of the valley. So, so Lucy, oh, and, Lucy, a yeah. little, little bit more clarity. When you say it has to, you can build there, but it has to meet a certain you yeah, know, a certain amount be, or a certain density. You're talking yeah. about like if you're building a housing complex that it has to. Um, yeah, like it has to be four stories high, and then if you if you have some affordability, we'll give you we'll give you some more, and if it's green, we'll give you some more. And my concern is is by forcing those numbers, what's going to happen is areas of the city that desperately need some reinvestment aren't going to get it because the people who have to pencil this out are going to say, uh. We can't do it. We can, we what needs to be a two-story building shouldn't be a four-story building because there's not demand. So in my, yeah, right. Because there's not demand for it there. I mean, I I trust the experts who do this for a living to know where the demand is, and for the for the government to put artificial fences around the market, I think is wrong. So I'm going to be looking at it from that perspective because what I don't want to have is neighborhoods and areas that desperately need redevelopment go for the wayside because because somebody can't pencil it out because the government's told them they have to do something. That's wrong. So I'm going to, you so, know, from a philosophical perspective, I'm always going to look at it that way. So let's turn to uh, another topic, and that is um, you have a former city council woman, Lisa Sanchez, has now uh, put out a, put out a, a um, Facebook post yesterday apparently now taking legal action against the city about um, her position in District 3, where she moved out, had to resign, and now she it appears like she's basically demanding that she's reappointed by yeah. the, uh, the mayor, but the mayor yesterday did not reappoint her. Maybe you can go through your thoughts, your basic thoughts on that. I know there's potential litigation against the city, so I know you can um, say only as much as you can, yeah. but just your general thoughts on that. Yeah, well, a couple of things. You know, I, I am a big fan of the district system. I think there needs to be more voices in Boise, and I think we need voices from all over the city. So I know what my district is. I know what my district was when I ran, you know, in 2021. I know what it's going to be this year. Everyone on the city council voted for the map of 2023. Everyone, with the exception of me, because I wasn't there, voted for that map in 2021. So Lisa Sanchez voted for that map in 2021 in a public meeting, and she voted for it again in 2023. These maps are not um, uh, vague. You, I mean, they go around major arteries. So when Lisa chose to move out of the district, she, you know, that was her choice. Now, I know it was, in her mind, it was an accident. 
But my concern is if we start playing games with the district system, it will lose its integrity. So let's say somebody says, I'm going to move out of the district for six weeks, and then I'll just get reappointed. Like that, that just leads to corruption, and, and that, doesn't, that doesn't feel right. That's not our system. So in my mind, to keep the district system whole, if you move out of the district, you lose your seat. And um, I've been very bold about saying this in the media. You know, it doesn't have to do with politics. It doesn't have to do with Lisa's voting record. It has to do with the fact that if you move out of the district, and particularly when you voted on the map twice, that means you forfeit your right. To, to represent that, um, so it's very cut and dried for me. The ne- so the the mayor has appointed city council members. So you're it's yeah. it, it's the city council is full, and former um, city council uh, person Lisa Chan- Sanchez then can pursue court um, uh, appointments. Yeah. But the mayor had the, had a choice and chose not to reappoint or or to appoint her to the at large seat and. Um, uh, and so I appreciate you giving us some clarification and your specific thoughts on why it's important to respect those districts. Um, uh, you know, you quite frankly, you may not be a city council person if it hadn't been for the pet fact that they created districts, which gave now your district a voice that they haven't had in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and I use that voice every week. In fact, this last Tuesday we had a. We had an issue that was in my neighborhood, and I was able to explain what this area is really like because I live here. Yeah. And so that's really important. And also, I was deciding with the taxpayer yeah. on this. So um, I believe it's critical. Um, it's unfortunate. I'm, you know, there will likely be legal action, but fundamentally, we have to respect the district system. And and so I was, I was, I told the mayor um, that. Uh, I, I wouldn't vote to reappoint based on that principle. Got it. Let, let, let's let's shift gears real quick. I love to talk to people who are elected and, about their campaign uh, promises and then get a follow-up. And one of the things that you talked yeah. about, Lucy, was bringing back the 4th of July parade, right? And um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good reasons behind that. And give us the latest progress on that and well. what we can expect. It's happening soon. So go to the website Boise Fourth, and that's the number four, th.com. The uh, the theme this year is honoring our nation's founding fathers and mothers. In fact, I love the book. I'll give a shout out for it. Koki Roberts' books called Founding Mothers. Um, the parade is happening. We need you to be involved. If you are part of a civic group, like a church group, please. Please be part of this celebration. It's about celebrating each other. It's about celebrating our freedoms. We need this community event. You know, if you've seen any of the stats about patriotism in our country, it's at an all-time low. Let's work to bring it back. Let's celebrate what's great about our, our wonderful country. And the best way to do it is to bring each other, to, to celebrate each other and all the freedoms we hold with a parade in our capital city. By the way, thank you for your leadership on that. Councilwoman um, Willits, and um, well, let's let's last thing we should probably talk about because it's going to be happening this year. There's an election coming up. There uh, is, yeah. November of this year. So, just some so, thoughts about uh, you know what you think are the priorities for your campaign as you seek to be um, to be reelected to your spot to serve another four years. Yeah. So I always. Uh, 
I want to act with kindness and class and obviously as a conservative. And I think we need more kindness and class in in our elected officials. Uh, I can tell you that I, you know, I represent the westernmost part of Boise. I'm in District 1. Uh, the, all six city council seats will be open as and the mayor. So we're going to have a big election. Please get out and be part of this. You know, you know, candidates will always say they need your help. You know, I, I'm not I'm certainly one of those. But the most important thing is to have people show up because city elections typically do not have the voter turnout that a general election does. And uh, we need to make sure that they do because elections are decided by the people that show up. So I'm looking forward to the campaign. I'm already starting starting walking neighborhoods. And, um, you know, I I really I'm honored to represent West Boise and provide a different perspective that I think is sorely needed at this time. And uh, Lucy, we know that uh, elections have consequences, right? And um, when people uh, recognize the fact that some of the most important decisions that have the most immediate impact on their lives in, in, in their homes happen at the city council level, the county commission level, the school board level. These are some of the most important elections that, uh, for uh, for uh, frustrating reasons, sometimes just don't get the kind of attention that they need. And so we're, we're excited that you're there. Uh, tell people how they can learn more about your campaign and if they want to engage, how they can help. Yeah, you bet. And I just want to echo that, Tom. You know, we're, we're as conservatives, we're so good about, you know, coming out for presidential and coming out for the legislature but we forget that the roads that we drive on you know the parks that we hold you know the ability to call 911 those are all local lit issues and and certainly the schools that we go to so these are critical issues we are at a tipping point in our in our city um, I'd love for you to learn more about me at LucyWillets.com. Also, you know, if you call me, I always call you back. So um, mm-hmm. happy to to engage and uh, you know be part of a representative government because that's our democracy, and and I honor it and I respect it, and uh, I want to continue to represent a different line of thinking from West Boise. All right. Well, uh, we'll have you back, Lucy, to get updates on the Fourth of July parade and uh, and other things happening in the Boise City Council. But, uh, folks, it's been our pleasure to have City Councilwoman Lucy Willits as a guest here on Keep Idaho Red Radio. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do, and happy Easter.